friends, and welcome to another episode of the Soul Path Podcast. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Carrie Faith Knudsen, who is a awesome, awesome lady who shares so much wisdom and insight with us. Carrie is an author. She is an educator. She's a public speaker. She is a coach. She has a host of her own podcast, Carrie Faith on Purpose. And today she is going to share so much. She's going to shine a lot of light onto the idea of pain as a path to help us connect with purpose. We talk a lot about depression. This is just a very rich conversation for anybody who's suffering, for anybody who's dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression. This is going to be a goldmine. So let's go ahead and jump right in and I'll catch up with you at the end. Yeah, so um, it's been an adjustment, but really magical things have happened since I moved here. I feel like, you know, it was just divinely guided. So it's, it's been an amazing ride. So are you in KBB? Is that how we connected? I think probably, yeah, the first, uh, the first I started connecting and seeing uh, your awesome inspiration pouring out to the world was through KBB. Uh, what an awesome program that is, right? I mean, being knowledge brokers and the culture of progress and just encouraging and equipping people to share what they know with the world. So that's really what inspired me to go ahead and commit to the Soul Path podcast. You know, like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stop talking about it, stop thinking about it and just make it happen and take the action because I believe it's inspired action. Uh, I believe there's a need in the world for for this kind of conversation to create safe space for people to talk about the spiritual journey because it's so elemental to human potential, to really personal expression, to living a life that feels like it's worth living, to having purpose, passion, and ultimately soul level satisfaction. So that's the, uh, that's the, the heart behind the soul path podcast. So uh, I'm really thrilled to have you here today. I was looking at your bio. I mean, coach, consultant, educator, speaker. It's it's just amazing. You're out there having such a positive impact. And I'd love to hear your story about your personal journey, kind of your spiritual journey from you know what what brought you to where you're at. But just for fun, kind of opening salvo is uh, if you don't mind uh, finishing the sentences. Life is. People are. I am just for fun off the top. So life is beautiful. People are inspiring and I am the change I wish to see in the world. That is awesome. That is inspiring to be the change. Yeah. And yeah, I see, uh, the inspiration all around, right? I see everybody has a gift. They have light that's meant to shine, a gift that's meant to be born. And then there's uh, a need to, to be uh, supported in that process. So that's what you're doing now. Is that right? Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what you're up to right now? So currently what I'm up to, I do have a podcast myself called Carry Faith on Purpose. So I love that you bring up you know, the inspiration is all around you because I believe that when we tap into who we really are and why we're here is that we just radiate what we attract in our lives. And so what you see perhaps in me as inspiration, it's just a reflection of you. So I just want to remind, you know, everyone listening and yourself that 
what I'm currently up to is really just sharing my mission and my vision for the world to make that positive change and to have more people act in alignment and be in alignment with their true soul's essence. Because it's been a very long journey and we could go into that where I was to where I am today. But that's really my mission is to help more spiritual entrepreneurs, more people, women to go after their life stream and to act from their higher self. And that's where I know we get into that flow state and to just really create change. And that starts from the inside out. And of course, you have to do the hard work to get there in order to be that inspiration for other people. Absolutely. Yeah. So that that is uh, that is such a great, uh, juicy package to unpack. Right. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your spiritual journey, kind of the, the headwaters of your own inspiration uh, you're seeking? Tell me about it. Where did this all start for you? Well, it's funny because I haven't reflected a lot on my spiritual journey, but I know that because so many spiritual souls and light workers and mediums and people that are on the spiritual journey, perhaps in alignment with where I am, is bringing me to the attention like I have been on the spiritual journey all along. And I would say And I get asked that question, well, when were you spiritually awakened or when did your journey start? I believe it started when I was first brought into this world. But for my first memory, my spiritual mentor was my grandfather. And he still is because he is in angelic spirit form, right? And when I tap into it more, I I know he's always there with me. So for my first memory, it was my grandfather at age three years old. He showed me this thing, uh, the periodic table, right? I still don't quite understand the periodic table. And neither does my sister, who's an engineer and very educated in science. Yet, it wasn't just the periodic table. He taught me that everything is energy, Right. And from my very first memory, and he had a theory called spherology, and it was his mission to really spread this idea of spherology. But this was back in, I'm going to date myself, but the 80s. <laughs> so as you can tell, my, my journey of spirituality has ranged for decades. And yet I didn't realize it was, quote, a spiritual journey uh, until I would say the past few years, but I've always been very spiritual because he taught his philosophies to every person that he met, whether they're interested in it or not. And yet not everyone understood it. And I was the only one really in our family and my direct family that understood what he was teaching. And what he was really teaching is all these ideas behind manifestation, what's taught in the secret, you know, what Abram Hicks teaches, what all of the spiritual gurus are teaching now. And it's just confirming that, oh my gosh, I've known this all along because he taught it to me. He taught me the idea of spherology, which is that everything in the universe is one and that it can be all broken down into a sphere, which is an atom. Mm. 
So it's been a long journey and that's where it began. But of course it evolves, right? And it changes. Right, right. Yeah. So it, that, I mean, that's a young age to get such a, it sounds like a very clear uh, picture, a very clear framework to explore life, right? And so the spiritual journey is the life journey. It is always, like you said, from the day you're, you know, the instant you're born, from the very first heartbeat, here we are uh, growing and changing, adapting, we're experiencing life. We are expressing and projecting life, you know, in the manifestation part. Well, we'll get to that uh, a lot. I think that it's really neat that that was instilled. I'm kind of curious about spherology. I mean, like, I is it, uh, did he, did he write about it? Did he have, uh, did he record this at all? Or was it just word of mouth transmission? Kind of that classic, you know, transmission of wisdom. Well, it's unfortunate that he was living in a time where we couldn't make things as accessible to the masses, right? right? And so he was born in 1910 and way beyond, I feel like, his um, time and space, mm-hmm. which really taps into, you know, the, the quantum physics idea. But he would just pass it on mainly word of mouth through experiences is that even though he had this idea of spherology and he would write it in journals and share it with everyone he knew and he would always carry a sphere, a marble with him. So it was a marble, right? And every person he met, he would hand them a marble and he would say, what is this? And most people would say it's a marble because everyone knows it as a marble. And that was his opener to explaining his theory as spherology. Yet, you know, there were a lot of, I would say, there's a lot of challenges in his life because he was misunderstood. And that kind of leads me into my personal journey of experiencing decades and decades of depression and anxiety for me. And he was a victim of what we call, quote, mental illness and misunderstood. But really, it, that's why I, it's part of my mission to bring awareness towards mental wellness and mental health awareness, because a lot of the time for those people that have depression, anxiety, it's just a deeper understanding of the world. And it doesn't fit in to what we know in society um as acceptable i guess right right yeah yeah it's almost unacceptable to be uh dealing with the weight of all of that right when people are depressed they get labeled as you know uh emotionally unstable or they're just they're having a hard time with their mindset or they need to focus on you know being mindful and there those things are all good uh but there is something very substantial about depression, about what's going on in the body, about what's going on, not just uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, but what's going on spiritually, what's going on energetically in the body when a person is in a depressed state and uncovering that and helping restore balance, helping restore uh, optimal frequency, you know, ultimately energizing people, re-energizing from the depressed state to be lifted up, right, to to a more expressive state. That is uh, so much more acceptable now than it was in his time frame for sure. Uh, so your journey, 
as you were, you know, growing up, what, uh, and, and share what you feel led to share. I'm curious about, uh, crisis. It seems like a lot of times there is, and you mentioned, you know, you were, you were working through a lot. Was there, um, an event, a moment, a period of time that you were just really in the kind of the crucible of it all, uh, in the crisis, wherein clarity emerged? Was there any anything like that? <laughs> yes, there was clarity that emerged, and it was in college. I met a guy, and I started dating him, and he was very open with his feelings and emotions, and he was describing the way he had felt in high school, and he said depression, and he told me that he was on medication for depression, and I had this light bulb go off because as a child, I never really felt elevated, joyful. I didn't feel really joyful all the time. I just kind of felt blah. You know, I kind of just didn't feel happy as other children did. I never liked my birthdays. I was always depressed on my birthdays. And it was just this underlying feeling of not being really elated most of the time. So in college, when I had someone mirror to me, when I was feeling all along, I had a light bulb go off and I had a name for it. And it's funny because you would think because on both sides of my family, I had, um, you know, some mental illness or challenges with my grandfather, who was the founder of spherology, and then my maternal grandparents. And so I had this understanding and you would think my parents would be heightened and aware of it, but they weren't, but it's because there was a lot of pain and pain associated with it. So when I self-diagnosed myself at 20 years old with depression, I finally was able to ask for help. And when I did ask for help, I kind of got the snap out of it. Um, I got from my mother, she said, snap out of it. And I knew deep down in my soul that it was not something I could snap out of. I don't want to go into that so deeply, but it was my sophomore year in college around the time that I self-diagnosed myself. I had signed up for a course. I was going to the University of Colorado in Boulder, and there was an elective called meditation. And at that time, I had no idea what meditation was. I just knew it was an elective. It sounded really easy, and it was in the basement of my dorm room. So I signed up for it. And little did I know this was my gateway really to the deeper understanding and spirituality. And so I still have that book on my bookshelf, meditation. And so this was 25 years ago. Yeah, it's still taken me 25 years to really even become a good meditator. It's not something that happens overnight. It's a long journey, you know, of spirituality and uncovering and, reconditioning and all the things that it takes to really awaken and be led by higher self and not by just your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions and your labels. Yeah. So was it then, so meditation really became a tool to help you process depression and out of that really ignited a, a deeper awareness. It sounds like a kind of an inner awareness that, you know, who's in charge here kind of a situation. Is that, am I understanding that pretty close? 
Well, it was interesting because there was one specific scene and incident during that meditation course, which I was not a good meditator. My mind goes a million miles an hour. And most people say I'm not a good meditator. And at that time, I wasn't a good meditator. I had that we had a guest speaker that day and she was a licensed psychologist, I believe, but she was this type of licensed psychologist that was very spiritual and she led us through a guided meditation. And I just felt a calling that I had to follow up and she left her card and I called her right after that class so I could schedule an appointment with her. And she blended the two and she was like my guiding angel to really understanding and healing myself from depression. Although I had the type of the depression that wasn't really situational, it was deep down in genetic lineage, right? So she also led me because she did workshops to understanding going out in nature and connecting with um, rocks, trees, all the nature elements. And she taught me that they all speak to me and that we gain energy and ever and she was supporting that everything is energy so it was a really eye-opening and supportive and I would say someone that I didn't a third party that was a spirit guide to me and then the second defining moment that really woke me up yes I'm curious uh when she was sharing the you know being out in nature, receiving the information, uh, the energy, really you're immersing yourself in that natural environment. Uh, did that link back to you on the inside in your framework? Did that link back to the spherology and everything being energy and like kind of come back to that place again? Well, everything really does link back to that. And I just realized that now, even after my spirit, my spiritual mentor, who was my grandfather, my first spiritual mentor, and he's been gone for 20 years uh, this, this year, that he's still like my guiding spiritual mentor, even more so now that he's not in the physical form. It's like now that I'm really refining those skills of whatever you call it, whether it be through channeling, through your psychic abilities, through your intuition, it's that it's looking for and having those signs that they're always there and reconfirming that. So yes, it does all, it's all connected. We're all connected, right? And that's what I love that I was in Boulder and a lot of very progressive. I mean, this was the nineties, you know? And so she, my, she, my coach, my psychologist, one of my spiritual mentors was also very progressive, but I know now that I'm 40 something that there's always people that are guides in throughout life and at every stage of life and at every age and every place that were either predetermined or it's just part of the plan. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is so much, uh, synchronicity, serendipity, you know, it's divine connection. It's a divine orchestration of things coming together in a way that is, we cannot anticipate. I mean, we can plan, we can chart a course, we can head in a direction, but, but all of the chance and flow that comes together to make that happen is uh, sometimes we just got to get out of our way and stand back and go, wow, I mean, this is, this is so magical 
how everything came together. And being aware of that uh, is, I think it's a connection, you know, that, to me, that's the connection with the essence of life itself in the moment, kind of the magic of now. I think uh, I, I'm curious about this life talking, right? This is something that I believe a lot. And I feel like uh, life is always talking. And it's, it's, yes, life is sometimes speaking to me through a two-year-old child or speaking to me through uh, people across the spectrum, unexpectedly, people I know, people I don't know, random strangers. Life is talking to me through the birds and the bees and the rocks and the trees. And it's, it's there. Uh, it is, so the question that's kind of a, just a curious exploration would be, uh, what is this source of wisdom? You know, wh what is it? Is it, how would you describe life trying to communicate to us? You know, what, what's your take on that? Where does that come from? Well, that's within itself a very deep question. Thank you for asking that. It's, comes in all, it's all around us 100% of the time, just like energy, right? And that's why I know that it's really key to open up mm. and let go. These are two real key instrumental things that I teach and preach about. Opening up because we are taught to close down, to close down, you know, our thoughts, to not speak up, to only sometimes, you know, in school, you're taught, don't talk to others, don't speak when you're not spoken to, in jobs, we're taught to just follow these standard operating procedures, right? We're taught in this material form to just close down and stay in our lane, which is very important. But when you start opening up, not only your mind and your perception, and there's just so many different ways to open up. And I feel like just now within the past few years, I'm starting to open up those different channels that we weren't taught to, right? Opening up your chakras, opening up your crown, opening up your intuition, opening up to all the things that are presented to you. And we can make decisions once we start seeing them, they're all there, right? They're even the animals or the trees. Like I have a tree in front of my house and I moved here two years ago, just for an example, for any of your listeners to, well, I have dozens of trees around me, but the, there's two specific ones in the front of my house and they're about 90 to hundred feet. And they're evergreen uh, Douglas firs. And these trees are there, but most of the time I just drive in, I drive out, I walk in, I walk out, you know, all day long. But it's opening up to now I'm making it a practice to go there and really touch the tree because I know grounding is a huge opportunity for me to stay connected and to stay in the flow. Opening up to touching the tree, putting my ear to the tree and listening to the wisdom that's in the tree there. Mm -hmm. So it's, we live in such a speedy world. So we must take time and be intentional about going inward and just being really open. That's, yeah. it's about being open. That is super awesome. It is uh, one of the tools of transformation that I teach is intentional presence. 
as you know as a matter of transforming from the inside out. I think it's awesome the opening and letting go, being open open to the moment, right? And like you said, slowing down enough to pause and appreciate what's I mean the tree for example what a magnificent tree we see all kinds of trees and we're like oh tree 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 but they're all different trees each tree is unique and this tree has life and it has a plan for him you know to anyway it's I get so tickled when I'm out in nature it's something that I connect with a lot because my background was a lot in nature and so for me my spiritual connection doesn't come from uh, going to church or, you know, that kind of stuff. It, it comes from being in nature, uh, specifically being alone in nature. And I, I like to say, I like to seek wisdom and solitude uh, because it takes time to clear the mind. It takes time to get beneath the mental chatter and really begin to listen to to tune into the subtle aspects of self, whether it's chakra alignment, whether it's, you know, uh, sensing at a level that we're generally disconnected from, I find that nature facilitates that. But I do want to loop back to depression for just a minute, because I think that that's something that is so common. And right now in the world, I mean, with all the chaos and the unexpected, I think that if there's an extra heavy weight on everyone, I would say. Uh, and I used to think depression was, it was a sign of being mentally weak. It was a sign of being, you know, defeated and, you, you know, this kind of stuff. And that was my, you know, young man, I'm going to go take on the world. Nothing can stop me. You know, the, the indomitable spirit or so I thought. And, you know, I, I destroyed my body a number of different times, but the, the, there was a decade between my twenties and my thirties where I was limping around with a, with a uh, fused ankle and this fusion was starting to fail and it was breaking down. And so there were years there where every step of every day was like an increasingly sharp, terrible pain. And then that pain got bad where it wouldn't go away. And so the VA is prescribing me uh, morphine, Vicodin for breakthrough pain, gabapentin for nerve pain, methocarbinol for muscle relaxers because my body was so tweaked out, uh, just out of whack. And so I was suffering a lot. And it, I had been athletic and out, you know, charge, hard charging. And then I got to a point, you know, I, I, I hit my 30s and I hit the couch at the same time. And I was like, I can't, I can't teach my kid to ride a bike. I can't take the trash out for my wife. I feel kind of stuck in this, you know, fat, worthless body. It won't do what I want it to do. And I just started going, you know, and lo and behold, you know, underneath all of that, there were even more layers of things that I hadn't dealt with in life, but it definitely, uh, the pain broke me down and it took years before I was able to surrender and accept that I, man, I'm depressed. I'm dealing with depression. And uh, even years later, working through that, uh, wow, I actually have some deeply embedded trauma and depression, you know. Uh, and so where I used to think, you know, it was something that was uh, taboo to talk about, I know now that it is so vital to talk about it. And I know now through experience just how broken and debilitating it can be or it can feel. And I know now that in the darkest of dark places, you know, laying in bed at night in agony, tears coming out of my eyes, woe is me, what's this all about? You know, there was an awakening and that was a deep awakening of 
spiritual awareness, that awakening of who am I? I am in charge. Pain is not in charge of my life. You know, my mind is not in charge of my life. Me, the spirit within me, the heart within me, that is what's in charge. And so I had to take charge of my life and incrementally improve my life circumstances by doing only what I could. You know, I, I was on crutches. It took two and a half years uh, for the VA. The VA wanted to amputate my foot and they put me on the list for surgery. It took two and a half years to, for that to happen. And in that time, somebody suggested doing yoga. So I started doing yoga two, four, six, eight hours a day, 10, 12 hours a day for years. I became obsessed with it. Uh, Qigong, Tai Chi, the circulation of energy, tuning inward. And I was able to heal my body, not amputate my foot, get back on my feet. Yay. You know, okay. So this is why I get fired up about the spiritual journey. And this is why uh, I think depression and pain and suffering is such a ripe opportunity, right? It, it, it's a hard place to be, but that is that crisis moment is oftentimes the place where we come back into connection with inner self, right? That's where we awaken, you know, in that moment. So, okay. From that awakened state, right? In your in your experience, uh, you talk a lot about purpose, and it it's uh, we share this passion. Like purpose is so important. Like what what am I going to do with my time on Earth? Right? Uh, coming from an awakened state, what uh, what was your journey like to really connect with your sense of purpose? I guess. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you for sharing about your personal experience with the pain and your own openness and vulnerability about depression, because it is a conversation that people shy away from. You know, I was a depressed kid and then I was depressed throughout my 20s. And with that depression, I also felt shame right? And so it just feeds each other. It's feeding the monster, all of those, not, I guess, lower vibrational emotions and thoughts and feelings. And I can 100% relate to the pain. It wasn't my ankle, but I was manifesting. I say manifesting because I was creating my own pain and it wasn't from three years old. It wasn't at a choice, but it still was something that I wasn't thinking good about myself. And it wasn't even my thought. It was that my parents, I love my parents to death, but it was just something they said, something they repeatedly said that was on pattern. So I had chronic stomach aches. I don't know if I already shared this, the migraines, the chronic inflammation. I mean, I had migraines up until chronic migraines up until a few years ago. And it was all because of the pain. And it was the pain of my, the thoughts I was telling myself. And that's why I'm so passionate about identifying that and helping others get rid of the negative thoughts and replace them with more empowering positive thoughts. But about the purpose. So purpose, I believe, is found through pain, like you said. And whatever physical ailments we have, they're just messages, right? So we, our mind sends messages, it's been proven with science, to our cells, and then those cells reproduce that inflammation or pain or whatever it is. So 
the physical ailments that I was experiencing, you experiencing anyone, if you have back pain, that's just a message, Mm -hmm. right? And so we must like detach from our physical pain and ask ourselves, what is this trying to tell me? And even though I've gotten over the chronic headaches and the migraines and the stomach aches, I still sometimes wake up like with, you know, backache, neck pain, just even this morning, I woke up not feeling 100%. It was a scratchy throat. And I just asked myself, like, what is this telling me? Because it's all just communication. So you need to be open to those messages and not beat yourself up like, oh my God, I feel terrible. I, I'm just not going to do anything. So your specific question was, can you repeat it? Because I get lost sometimes. Oh, no, this is, this is full on free range. We get to roam around where, where, uh, where the conversation guides us. I think that pain, I like to say uh, pain is saying, saying pay attention. That's, you know, that's a very, I mean, I say that a thousand times, right? I mean, I've helped thousands of people. I've taught thousands and thousands of hours of yoga at this point, helping people recover from I mean, all kinds of pain, uh, but, and that includes emotional pain, right? And that is, uh, that is a huge one. So I've have a lot of experience with pain, like PTSD pain, past trauma, past abuse pain. And I was led to that because I had loved ones that are suffering. And so I, you know, I, what is this and how can I help kind of a thing? Uh, but pain is saying, pay attention for sure. Pain as a path to you know potential ultimately or to purpose is a concept that is uh i've i have that in my like that's my self dialogue like what is this suffering trying to show me what's the wisdom here and sometimes it can be hard to make sense of pain make sense of suffering like what's the what's the reason for this uh what's the purpose of life if there's all this pain and suffering you know it's it's the purpose is not the pain and suffering, but it points us to purpose. And I'm curious, your insights through your, your life experience, what is your insight into that purpose that pulls people forward or oftentimes uh, pulls people out of the dark place or out of the depression? So very good question, because pain, I believe is the purpose, right? So if anyone is out there and they're asking like, I or themselves, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, your purpose is in pain. (laughs) And then a lot of people say, well, I haven't really had trauma. I wasn't beaten. I wasn't molested. You know, I was taken care of as a kid, perhaps. And they're just keep questioning. Well, somewhere underneath there, it can be like the smallest thing that you just brushed off. There was some type of pain that you might have associated with an experience. So if you're lost in your purpose, and that's really what depression is, I believe, it's being lost on your spiritual path. That's all that it is because you're under a program that isn't in alignment with your higher self. It isn't in alignment with your soul. If you believe, and I'm sure all your listeners believe, mind, body, spirit, or soul, or whatever you you term that, 
we must be in alignment. And that's a lot of the time where pain also comes from is from one, you have something, some even minute trauma from the past that you haven't addressed or two, that you're out of alignment. So you're doing something, whether that be in work, a relationship in life that isn't serving the higher self. Your seed, I believe that we're all brought into this world, into your body form for, and you have a seed, right? And if you're not watering that seed, you're not going to grow the right fruit. Only apple trees can grow apples, right? Apple trees can't grow oranges, but we're told by society or our family that, you know, deep down in your heart, you're an apple tree, but someone else has put oranges onto your tree. Mm. That's a, that's where a lot of pain comes from. So I keep getting digressed from your initial question, but you want to really talk about this depression and anxiety. And I want to just say that I knew in my heart that when I was there in bed crying and not eating for days and depressed, like I knew deep down that I was here for a reason and that was love. You know, of course I thought it would be so much easier not be here to just take my own life. I never acted on it, but I for years thought that, you know, those thoughts that it would be so much easier to just not be here. But I knew that love, that people love me and that I was going through that pain so I could help other people. Mm. And whether that is, you know, people that I coach or clients or even at the root of it, it was family. That my family loved me so much. And it was my purpose to stop and change generational patterns. Uh-huh. That's so when you make it bigger than yourself is when you find your purpose. When you say, this pain is here, not just for me, but it's here to teach me a lesson. Everything in life, whether it be that physical, you know, ankle pain, headache, cancer, unfortunately, those are all just lessons that we're here to teach people and guide people through because I believe we're all here to learn, grow, and evolve together. So when you can make it more than about yourself, this isn't about me. My mission is to honor those that have passed before me that lived in shame and had to live off the grid and weren't accepted and for those to follow. That's what my mission and purpose is. It's not about me. And that's where your purpose lies, I believe. That's beautiful. Yeah, I really, uh, the purpose to connect, to contribute, right? The purpose to connect with something bigger than ourselves, whether that's connecting at the family unit, you know, at the tribal unit, the community, you know, we, we connect. Ultimately, we're seeking to connect with the essence of life itself. We're seeking to connect with the universe. We're seeking to connect with the cosmos, right? We're seeking that divine connection that with, with the biggest idea or the understanding, the source, the sum of all that is, you know, the great mystery of life, the eternal enigma, good old divinity, God, right? G-O-D. And uh, everybody has a different path to that connection and a different, maybe a different labels and different description or understanding of it. But I see it as a human need to experience this journey from disconnect into the connection. And then we can learn to cultivate that connection through presence, elevating inner awareness, coming back into the moment, uh, 
really embodying the somatic visceral human experience you know we to the degree that we're disconnected with our bodies i like to uh, you know think about it like this if i'm not aware of what's going on in my own body how closely connected am i to anything else or am i entirely caught up in the mental mirage right like i i am i am walking around in a house of mirrors the labels the, uh, the layers of illusion and distortion that I create through my preconditioning, through my perspectives and all this kind of stuff, uh, that, that creates a sense of separation that I don't believe actually exists. I believe that the, there is no disconnect except for in the head. So we have to connect the head with the heart. And when we connect with the heart, then we connect from the soul level with life itself. And this is, uh, this is the source of healing right? All of the different layers, healing emotionally, healing physically, healing, you know, to healing your being, you know, and I love what you said about how uh, you're, you're, you're like the generational reset, you know, you're, and I feel a very same way. Like, it, you know, we look back, my wife and I talk about the lineage of family lineage, broken relationships, marriages and divorce, you know, child not being well taken care of. Let's just say it that way, you know, like all this kind of stuff comes down and at some point, some generation has to wake up and go, whoa, wait a minute, this is not uh, conducive to optimal well-being. This is not conducive to life, living in fullest expression, right? I'm a, I'm a crippled, hurt human if I'm not healed, if I haven't gone through the process, the deep inner work, so that I can align. And when our heart hurts and we're dealing with pain, a lot of times we don't want to go there. That's the depression. But if we don't go there, then we can never get past it because... That's, you know, the whole purpose is to get past it. So pain saying pay attention and then the process of getting past it. In this, uh, in this process of spiritual growth, right? You, you've mentioned uh, gaining greater awareness and sensitivity to what's going on, you know, in your own world, inner world and the world around it, right? And this is, something that I think uh, everybody experiences. But in the process, was there kind of a, a gradual, how to frame this question, uh, where like, okay, I'm ready to understand and accept this wisdom that life is teaching me now but I'm not ready for this other lesson yet. Like I'm still gonna hold on. So I'm gonna go through this other little pattern for like a mini cycle of life and deal with this issue until it bears fruit. And I come to realize, oh, you know, that's what I was missing. That's the lesson or this is how to integrate it. Have you, how has your experience been as you've grown spiritually? How has your perspective evolved? Very good question, because there are always lessons to be learned, and you can't force the lessons, I feel like. Mm. I feel like when the soul is ready, it will learn the lesson, and I'm constantly learning new lessons. I mean, that's the whole, I believe, journey of life, mm -hmm. is to evolve, and evolve on that soul level. I mean, we're in a time where we're having such exponential growth through evolution because of humanity. 
And, you know, we saw that, I believe, in 2020 with so many people waking up like to a different way of being. And for me, it's I'm always getting those challenges, even because life is we're all on programs. It's all programming, 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 programming. So I don't think I go through a week without realizing I need to reprogram something. Right. It's like constantly switching it out. It's like your gas tank. If you have an actual gasoline car still, and that's a perfect example of evolution, right? I mean, gasoline cars are going to be out of date. They're almost, you know, out of date, but it's just like a car. You always need to put gas in it. If you have a gasoline car or eventually you upgrade to hybrid, which probably you still have to charge your car. If you have a high, you still have to charge your car. So we always have to be tapping into and checking in and charging. And like I said, really, it has to do with reprogramming mine. I mean, I thought my whole purpose until like a year ago was to help humanity evolve through the power of understanding their minds. When really, I was so stuck in my mind It was like, oh my gosh, no, it's not just about your mind. It's about your body and those messages that your body are giving to you and your soul. You can't just teach about the mind, I realize. I mean, this is why I studied psychology from since 1990. And now it's what, 2021. And I'm like, no, it's not just about psychology. Yes, it's a big part of it. And that's why I say I'm constantly reprogramming, but it's also seeing, like I said, those signs, like I, people are coming into my life that are there to teach me a lesson, whether it's my kids challenging me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is, if I'm really frustrated with my kids, I know any parent can realize that if whatever struggle that you're feeling in your business or relationship, those are all lessons. So it's a constant it's constantly asking better questions to get better results too. Perfect. Yeah. The tool of intelligent inquiry, right? Asking better questions, <laughs> asking the right questions and, and learning. Yeah, it is. It's not, uh, you know, the spiritual path is not like, Oh, you know, peak spiritual experience. I'm woke now and I'm going to float through the rest of my day, you know, uh, with rainbows and unicorns. That's not really how it works out in the real world because we come back into the body, we come back into the pain, we come back into the chaos, and then we have to deal with it. Can we maintain an elevated state of awareness and deal with it in a non-reactionary state? Can we deal with it from intention and aligned intention? Can we navigate fluidly through what would previously have been frustrating or been seen as an obstacle? Can we see the opportunity there? Can we stop and rest in the presence of the moment? You know. This is, uh, this is where the magic of life is at. And you bring up presence. And I love that you bring up presence because, you know, we've talked about depression. I have, we haven't talked too much about anxiety, but I just want to say that I had anxiety, which now doing a lot of healing work, realize it spans back four generations ancestrally. And I have just realized that the past few years in 2020, where you, you see a, a globe, you know, humanity going through so much uncertainty and the anxiety was so high. It was at this moment last year around April, which I, my main focus was to really master this art of presence. 
which Mm. is you teach. And I can say that I have never felt so healed from my anxiety within the past year of the most uncertainty, but purpose is about what the meaning that you give things, right? So the meaning I gave it was stay present and stay elevated and focus on the breath and do all these tools of really just understanding my body more. My anxiety is, I would say, 99% relief from the past year of the most uncertainty. So it's all about presence. It's all about presence, like you said. And I know you teach this to people. Um, And I just want to give hope to anyone that is suffering anxiety because it's, I don't know if you talk a lot about Ascension, but do you? Uh, well, you can you tell me a little more about Ascension in your word? Well, Ascension is higher levels of consciousness. So yes. you do teach this, right? And when, you know, we're going from third to fourth to fifth levels of consciousness through Ascension and where humanity has been is all about, you know, respond, reaction, response, and living from a place of emotional state instead of stepping outside of that emotional state. And this is what you teach, I know, and observe being the observer and the soul is the observer. So, and it only happens when you stay present. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's, uh, that's really awesome. I see, um, I see the clock. Like, oh no, we got we got time. Uh, the the journey of awakening and ascension. I I like to uh, share the idea. Tell people the, the most exciting idea that I can think of <laughs> is soul directed evolution. You know, it's it's self directed evolution. It's the self actualization, the self realization that in that self that that inner awareness, the cosmic consciousness, you know, the higher self, this is how we activate and ascend through levels of consciousness. And in in the process of that, we transform not just ourselves. There's a process of reconciling with reality that comes through awakening. You know, as we awaken, become aware more, we, we have to evaluate and examine our lenses, our filters, our distortions. When we get through those layers and we're, you know, we're seeing more clearly, uh, ultimately, I believe this is the transformation of, of humanity as a whole. And so, uh, you know, hearing people talk about and joining conversations about, you know, the evolution of consciousness at the, at the global scale or at the cosmic scale is super duper fascinating. Uh, and yet all of that, all of that comes back to, there's a lot of people suffering. There are a lot of people dealing with depression and anxiety and all of these things. And so I, I get excited about the tools of transformation. I get excited about, you know, elevating spiritual awareness, activation and ascension and all of that, because that is human potential. And in my perspective, you know, I, I, my opinion, I see, I see that is the pure potential, pure energetic expression of divine intent. You know, we have the ability to create infinitely essentially right we can we can explore infinite creative expression curiously explore it's it's limitless possibility there are parameters we are dancing with the divine principles of life the laws of physics quantum physics and then maybe more right then there's the metaphysical reality there's the subtle body analogy uh, anatomy there's things going on at levels that 
the average consciousness is not there right now. You know, like not picking up on that vibe, not tuning into that. Can we? Yes, we can. You know, would you like to know how? Yeah, there are people that can show you how to make that happen. You know, it's going to come back to the integration. But the uh, why I get so excited about self-directed evolution and you know, I, that was my first saying was self-directed evolution. And then later I changed it to soul-directed evolution because it really is coming from the soul. Uh, but when I say that, I'm talking about pursuing peak human potential, which is a personal experience for every person. What, uh, how, how do you see it? What, how would you describe human potential at the personal level and at kind of the cosmic level? Such deep questions. I love them. So soul-directed evolution and how that's associated to human potential. Well, I know that I wasn't tapping into my potential throughout my youth and throughout my 20s and even 30s, you know, and it was associated with my spiritual journey, I feel like, and it was associated with being out of alignment. So Mm -hmm. how can we, and I, what it was association of not utilizing my human potential. And so human potential is limitless. We have unlimited potential, like you said, but we can't just operate from the mind level. You're right. It's Seeking and speaking from soul level. I mean, we all have so many thoughts throughout the day, right? 60, 70, 50,000, nobody really knows. All these thoughts are coming from either mind, body, or soul. This is what I believe. So you can like start labeling them. Like, and usually the way you have thoughts is either from love or fear. When you can identify, like, everything comes from love or fear, right? And I've listened to people that have experienced outer body experiences, you know, died and came back. And a lot of those stories have a consistent theme. And it is about light and love. And that's what how they felt. That's how they could describe it. So when you pay a start that higher levels of awareness of direction is, are you directing from love or are those thoughts from fear? And most of them are from fear. And unfortunately, because that's how our old brain was designed to just act from fear, but the soul directed evolution must come from heart. It must come from love. And we can direct that through our mind, right? We can direct it from higher levels of consciousness through our mind, but sometimes even our minds are limited because our minds only fit into this little box, our brain. I mean, the brain can't even expand when it's bruised, right? That's why people go into, you know, people die from brain injuries because the brain can only expand so much. And so, I mean, it's just such a, from a, you said universal perspective, is that what you said? It's just, it's so even out of my ability to comprehend, because like I said, my mind is limited, but the soul isn't. So I can't even answer the question. I feel like (laughs) it's so challenging 
that that's why we must be open to how the messages are coming in. So for instance, I'm just going to get um, real here and it's not very vulnerable, but I didn't put this meeting on my calendar today. I, I made a mistake. I probably put it on next Thursday's calendar and I was working on something and my computer, I was uploading something to my computer for my podcast. It was not uploading. I was like, why isn't this uploading? I just had it uploaded an hour and I thought something was wrong with my computer. I shut it down and then I reopened it and it still wasn't uploading the audio and the visual. You know what it was? It was because I forgot that I had this appointment with you. It was like that sign. It wasn't supposed to work because I was supposed to be here talking with you. That's why I was five minutes late because I completely forgot. But our bodies do that too. A lot of the time, like when I get a headache, it's because something is happening that I can't see in the quantum field across the universe somewhere. Something's happening. I just don't know what it is. And usually when, you know, time catches up, you're like, oh, well, that's why it didn't work. No wonder. <laughs> so it's so hard to fathom. It's just being open, like I said, open, open, open to the possibilities. And there are guides. This is really what I want to say too. There are guides, not only signs in the universe, but there's guides all around you that can figure out every single problem that you have. But you're not open to it because you have some type of fear or you have some pain that hasn't really moved through you. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's so complex. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, I feel like. And the universe we're such a small part of the universe, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's amazing to go through a process. I go I, uh, to create alignment. A lot of times, depending on where a person's at, I, I help frame them within this what I call the six sides of perspective. And a lot of times, uh, we get really focused in on kind of a micro aspect of life, and so we're like. Psh, you know, really focusing on this, it might be a micro internal thing or micro external thing, but ultimately uh, by zooming out to the macro, cosmic perspective is what I like to call universal uh, perspective, universal love, light and all that. But the cosmic perspective is, you know, just that. We, the galaxies, you know, swirling around the planets, the sun, you know, and then there's earth. Wow. You know what, what a, what a chance we've got here to be on planet earth. And then on all of planet earth, there's, there's my little spot on planet earth and of all the billions of people on earth there's this little light inside of me that wants to shine you know there's this heartbeat that wants to beat there's this breath that is serving a purpose can i share my vibrational frequency right can i share my sound my voice lend my voice to the choir can i shine light in my eyes through happiness and joy yes you know can we cultivate peace of mind and all that kind of stuff absolutely human potential is to enjoy life you know, to reduce the cycles of suffering. And in that, pro, uh, in that path or that progress of spiritual growth, like you were saying, those patterns are always there. It's always, we're always learning and oftentimes relearning because we forget and then we have to learn again. Uh, but it's always this uh, incremental progression. Can we incrementally improve and feel just a little bit more connected, have a little bit more peace, a little bit more satisfaction at the end of the day soul level satisfaction uh i believe that we can i know i know that we can and i know that you know that we can 
because uh, you help people do just exactly that. So as we're wrapping up here, I just, A, thank you so much for your insight. It's just awesome to hear your story and to, to learn from your wisdom. If somebody was feeling like, yes, you know, I want to connect with Carrie, how would be best for them to do that? So many different ways to connect, right? Almost infinite ways to connect nowadays. But the best way I usually say Instagram, I'm at Carrie Faith on Purpose. That's K-E-R-I Faith on Purpose. On Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Carrie Faith on Purpose. I have the podcast on Apple Podcasts and all your podcast listening platforms, the same name. And I just want to say the idea of infinity and potential. So I believe the soul is infinite, right? And to tie it in with where we went in the beginning that my spiritual teacher was, is my grandfather. And he taught me about the idea of infinity, right? And when we think of our soul-directed evolution, that it's infinite. There's no beginning and end. This is just the beginning. Every now moment is just the beginning. And it's just, what do you have to learn right here, right now? Who is here to guide you? It's all within. And it's all things that you can't see or touch. Those are the signs. You can't see and touch them, and they're all within. And that's what you need to tap into, whether it be me or you or whoever it is, it really is all within you. It really all is within everything that you can't see. So the best way to do that is what? Get present, close your eyes a lot of the time and connect with nature, I believe as well. Awesome. Such a, such an awesome message. Uh, Going to share it with the world. I think this is what uh, more and more people need to hear, right? Is just waking up to that, I don't know, the awesomeness of life, but that present moment, the infinite possibility of the perpetual unfolding now. <laughs> Carrie, it has been an honor to have you on the show. I really uh, thank you for your time and honor your presence. And I look forward to sharing and continuing our conversation uh, as we move forward. With that for today, any final words from you, from your heart to the audience? Well, I want to thank you for sharing your presence with me and for the audience, always, always, always carry faith that you can and will live your infinite potential. Beautiful. Carry faith. I love it, Carrie. Have a beautiful day and I'll look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you. Bye. Guys, awesome, awesome, awesome. I mean, how much good stuff is that? Uh, just to carry faith, to move forward with faith. We're all here to learn, to grow uh, together, to lift each other up and evolve together. That is just super awesome. I think about the fact that you can't force the lessons in life, that when the soul is ready, that's when we learn. So that tool of intentional presence of being here in the moment, taking a slow, deep breath, settling the awareness in the heart and just being grateful for being alive, being grateful for the opportunity to grow, being grateful for the heartbeat and the breath within us, knowing that we were born for a purpose and 
When we connect with that sense of purpose, that's where the satisfaction comes from. That's where the passion comes from. That's where we get lit up, fired up, and ready to go out there and live our life. So that is what this podcast is about, the spiritual journey to connect the head with the heart so that we can each get out there, be who we are born to be, to do what we are born to do. So please like and subscribe and share the Soul Path podcast with your friends, and I will look forward to connecting with you soon. <music>